Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we analyze and discuss Star Trek III, The Search for Spock, one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Chris LaSalle. And I must be your other co-host, David Stoker. Hey, Dave. Chris, how's it going? Good. I almost forgot my own name there. I know. I saw you do that. Or I should say, I heard you do that. Yeah, I did it there. Hey. Um, So, yeah, we're back for another week, and we are welcoming a new guest to the show, a new guest uh, to Star Trek Minute, uh, Mr. Dave Etchison. Hey, Dave. Yo. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? We are good. Welcome aboard. Yeah, thanks for thanks for coming. Uh, Dave is a uh, a listener of the show and uh, an active member of the Star Trek Minute Listener Federation on Facebook. Um, so we asked him if he'd be interested in coming on board, and he uh, said yes. So uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, Dave. Of course, thanks for inviting me. This is really exciting. Cool, cool. So yeah, we are back. Uh, we're talking about Minute Thirteen of the Search for Spock. Minute Thirteen starts with the Enterprise entering space dock. And ends a minute uh, ends a minute later with the control tower personnel watching Enterprise enter space dock. Yeah, very cool. These are some of the uh, even though they're very like these three minutes that we're going to talk with Dave about. You know, they're kind of slow. You know, little. You know, the music is fantastic, but these are really cool minutes because we get to see some cool stuff. Yeah, I agree. I I didn't realize how cool. And, and like, again, I've said it before and other things, I'm grateful for doing this podcast and, 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 you know, looking at the films in this minutia, because there's a whole bunch of stuff here that I never noticed before. And it's fantastic. Right. Yeah. You get, um, I like that. It was kind of cool that you get space talk right there at the opening, which I think, is this the first time that you see space talk in the movie? I think it showed up just in the last minute. So, yeah, this is like the second minute it's appeared. Yeah, yeah so we – yeah, you just, just sort of see the Enterprise go go in and – or start its, you know, uh, procedure, docking procedure, and the doors open and it's slowly going in. But, but then you see like – then you see inside and you realize like, wow, how big is that? Like now we're getting a, a good view of like how many starships could actually – this thing could house because I think we were talking about that last week. Yeah, my my well, not one of my first notes. My first note was about the music, and I think you already mentioned it. Right. I'm gonna call. It, I'm gonna call you Stoker this week. Okay, that sounds right, fun. so we can keep your Stoker. Our guest is Dave, just so we can know who's who. Uh, but that was my first note. Was the music? Was the score? Is just it just you know very uplifting and uh, it goes. I don't know, it just goes very well. It's it. Uh, yeah, I get. I just get a I get a thrill from listening to it and, and watch this. You know, the, this grandeur of you know what we've always thought of as this enormous starship, and how it's flying into this gargantuan uh, space station. And uh, I, I love it. it. Just fills me with that sense of awe. And it's still to me. It still has a you know. It's still grounded in a little bit of realism because even when, you know, when you think of like when a plane lands, you know, they land on a runway and there's the lights, you know, that are guiding it in. And we still sort of, we still sort of see this as the, as the Enterprise is going into space dock, we still sort of see the, the landing lane, the landing light. So it's still sort of, it, it, it's not like, we bring up Star Wars a lot, it's not like just the ship is sort of just landing on, you know, the planet. I mean, it's sort of, 
you believe it. You believe that a ship could do that. Yeah, it looks like it's kind of drifting in, like it's not under any power. Right. They're just sort of getting ready to, to come bump up against the dock there. Yeah, I, you're right. It's almost like it's almost like they they just put in neutral. And now they're drifting in. Yeah, um, I do like that. That is a nice touch. It's it's you know, you've got that far away shot of of Enterprise heading in, and then they, they cut to uh, you know still an exterior shot, and the Enterprise is is going in, but the but space dock is still rotating. Like, and you can just you can just see that yeah, the Enterprise just hit it just, you know, right on the nose. So it's right. even though space dock's rotating. It's just about to rotate by it. Uh, Enterprise just kind of slides right in, which is which is sweet. So is that supposed to be calling back to some of the two thousand one stuff that they got at in the in the motion picture? I think so. I, th- I think we might have talked about it a little bit last week. That it's kind of a maybe not. I don't know if it's an homage, but uh, yeah, it definitely makes you think of that, right? Where the, the space shuttle kind of lines up with the station and then starts rotating to yeah. you know sync up with the station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I totally think of that when I see this. I think the ship is also under like they're not flying, so to speak. We, you know, space dock has the ship in some sort of. Oh, right, track. they're flying it. They're flying it. Whether they have it under computer control, because that's what the ominous blue light is <laughs> on the bridge. One of the things I liked uh, when the when you get the reverse shot of the Enterprise coming in, uh, a couple things that I noticed. Uh, one, uh, the star field in the background is still moving, so we're still seeing the rotation of space dock. So I thought that was a nice touch. Um, and having the shuttlecraft flying around, I think, was really smart because it gives you another sense of scale of this thing. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so I think that was a nice touch. And then the last thing I noticed, I guess it's just a lot of stuff in this one one shot. Um, the Enterprise has battle damage everywhere. Isn't that the wrong side of the ship to have scarring? Well, so I was thinking about this, and when you know when I was watching the minutes, but I remember remember when so Khan first comes, you know, with the conflict, and, you know, he they're passing through and they fire the phasers and. Uh, you know, he swings around, and then after the whole thing, you know, uh, Spock and Kirk are, you know, they're they're gathering themselves together, and they're like, you know, let's take a look and see how badly we are damaged. Yeah. And then they go up to like the, it's not even like the real Enterprise; it's just sort of like a a green lighted picture, and then you can see like the red dots. There are red dots on the opposite side of where Reliant hit. So I'm wondering if like. Because the phasers cut through, maybe explosions occurred within the Enterprise that reached through, or came out the other side. You mean? Yeah. Or or are these battle scars, um, you know, battle damage from when they're in the Motara Nebula? Like, do they get hit? Do they get hit again when they're in the Nebula? I feel like they might have. I feel like there's two shots of that. You know that. Now we're talking about Rathacon again, but right. you know the you know, well, those two great shots of the lasers, you know, the phasers just kind of raking the side of the Enterprise. I feel like there w- there were two moments of that. Am I misremembering? But I do re- I do distinctly remember there being red dots, not just on the one side that they were on the other side as well. well I think I agree with Dave. Um, that that is terrifying. It would have been pretty awesome to see if if we'd actually seen that moment where. 
phasers are slicing up one side of the ship and on the other side it's just blowing out you know blowing it out you know, either coming through or blowing out the other side right uh, that would have been even more awesome to see so so maybe that's what happened i i'll buy it it's my head cannon now <laughs> so i will say that there's two things in this minute that you know i'm not even to the 30 second part of the minute that i don't like okay. <clears throat> and it's those things that you just can't unsee now and the first thing is is when the enterprise has made it completely in and then we get the shot from behind mm-hmm. and you can see through the enterprise oh no i didn't notice you that not. so you know the windows that obviously where the crew is is sitting if you look at it like it's sort of if you look at where the excelsior is and you continue to look left and there's like a bank of horizontal light uh windows you can totally see the enterprise the windows through the enterprise wait what where where are you what scene so i'm at about 20 about 20 seconds in yeah and then you see the enterprise from behind okay yeah and then you can see, like, if you look at the Excelsior and then go left until you see a row of horizontal windows, and it's, like, half covered by the Enterprise, if you look, you'll see, you can see through the Enterprise, and you can see those windows. Oh, my God. Yeah, I can see that. Damn it. And it's, like, one of, it, I think we experienced this last season with one of, when uh, it was going out of the, the space cage thing, where we could see through the Enterprise, we could see the cage. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just one of those things that you're like, oh, I'm never going to be able to unsee that now. You got a really good eye there, though, because I can, like, I can barely, I can see it. Now they say I can see it, but I, I don't think. I'll... The, yeah, we scrub through these minutes and we're, you know, looking for the little things and stuff. And, and, and I'll just say a couple seconds before, the other thing that sort of gets me is the two dudes that are looking at the Enterprise, the. Th- the screen to the left just harkens R2-D2 looking for where the tractor beam is held. <laughs> yeah, I have um, notes about that. <laughs> yeah, I had I jotted down the Death Star plans. Yeah. Is that what you had, Dave? That's literally what I wrote down was downloading Death Star plans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I think that's actually... I think we talked about that in Wrath of Khan. I think, that's a, I think that they reused that from... It was either on Uhura Station or something on the Enterprise. They actually had that same same kind of look to it. Um, well, like yeah. right right below those plans, there's a little white circle with a red line through it. Yeah, and yeah. and I think that's out of the Rebel, either the Rebel base or the Death Star. I think that's from Star Wars too. Oh, that's totally the map on Yavin where you see it's like and Death Star will fire in you know 15 minutes or whatever. Like that's yeah, totally. So oh, space talk is is bound, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's funny. Yeah, there's uh, we should do that more. We should be more uh, uh, overt about looking for the Star Trek, the Star Wars references in Star Trek. <laughs> I know we spotted a bunch of them in the last film. So the speaking of the the dudes, right? The the yeah. control room. I there's a lot to take in in that shot, right? Oh, yeah. So so we get this control room. We see. Uh, the two guys, uh, unnamed control room, control tower guys, uh, which looks like they're just wearing the red versions of engineering suits. Yep. Interesting choice. Um, I don't think we've, I don't think I've ever seen that uniform anywhere. No. Nope. Other than this one shot. 
So do you think that's just space dock personnel? Probably. That's the only thing I could think of. And then just, I mean, everything around them, there was, I was trying to make heads or tails of all the displays. So we had the Death Star plans. We had the Yavin map. Yep. Um, We've got the doors, which looks like an Atari video game, right? Oh, my God. Totally was going to bring up uh, Airplane because the the one guy is, like, playing the Atari basketball, and that's what I expected one of the guys to whip out with one of the controllers. (laughs) That's awesome. It is so bad. And I know we we joke, but this had a bigger – if I remember, this had a bigger budget than Wrath of Khan, and I don't remember any – screens or graphics just looking this bad for every good i feel like this movie does there's one thing in it and you just look at it and you go oh my really like they chinched out on that one should we put that in the minus column for the budget <laughs> i would say so uh, yeah because a lot of the other displays like the the uh, displays on the top right above you know above them i i couldn't really figure out what's going on with their what the displays are trying to represent, you know, if it was like, uh, you know, it looks like it has a lit up, maybe it's the path that enterprise is going to be taking through space dock or something. That was my guess. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I can't really make heads or tails out of it, which, uh, I don't want to, I, I appreciate all of this techno stuff, you know, for just the visual eye candy. Right. Um, (laughs) but you know, when you actually stop and look at like, you know, what is that supposed to represent? Am I supposed to, does it have any kind of meaning? I can't figure out what it's talking about. I always feel like that's kind of part of the charm of Star Trek interiors is the screens of random blinking lights that can't possibly convey any useful information, but they're there anyway. <laughs> yep. It's always it's fun to speculate, right? Just like, ooh, what does that do? And I guess while we're talking about S- Star Wars, uh, the more I look at this shot, the more I it's all black and red and white yeah other than the you know the atari doors um and it it kind of looks like it, it was something that could fit on the death star like you know what i mean it's a, the 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 panel the, all the the controls on the panels are either either red or just shades of gray and doesn't it look like something that could fit you know on the you get on, you give those guys a couple of helmets and that you you have the scene from Star Star Wars, when they're firing the, the yeah. cannon, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Hmm. So, getting back to Star Trek. So I don't know if we've actually talked about the minute itself, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> we've been going on about how much we love certain parts of it. But um, so the voice, you know, the voiceover says, you know, acknowledge door close, and then we get we go to the Enterprise bridge and. You know, a whore then, you know, would you look at that? Mm-hmm. And obviously uh, referring to the Excelsior, which um, this is our first look at another, um, a new vessel that's not Enterprise or Reliant. Yeah. And what do you think? Are you impressed? Am I impressed? I, it, I wish I could remember my original viewing of search for Spock and seeing that uh, because now I, I'm, I'm not impressed. I, I'm not a huge fan of Excelsior and, and I, and a little bit, you know, you do get, you get we'll come back to it, uh, but you know, who is looking out the view screen. And so then we, 
we're all looking through the view screen at it. And this whole shot is feels very cramped to me. Right. It, it doesn't, I mean, so I'm distracted. I'm supposed to be looking at Excelsior through the view screen, but I'm distracted by the bridge itself because it looks, the set doesn't look right to me. It looks cramped. Um, and sorry, I know I'm going off on a tangent, Dave. I'm not really Stoker. I'm not a- a- answering your question. No, no, it's fine. It's it's. I I feel like this is a weird shot. Like I feel like we get a we get a good shot of Excelsior when we're sort of in that, you know, shot of the Enterprise coming in. We sort of see it off to the side. And I agree with you totally that when, you know, she says that, and then they switch to the view screen. Something just it doesn't. It's almost look like the previous scene of the Enterprise, and they just sort of slap the, you know this screen in front of it and we're looking at the same exact shot right it just looks it just looks funny to me yeah it's it, yeah we got that the bridge shot doesn't work um, but you do get you know uh, you do get the Kirk's talking the great experiment it, um, and then they you get a, you get a better shot of now just the few screen you know everything's centered and and there's the excelsior and I gotta say it does uh, okay I'm gonna say it does look impressive in this shot so I'm impressed. What do you think, Stoker? Uh, <laughs> you know, I think I like the shot of viewing it from outside versus viewing it on the view screen. Okay. And I don't even know if I really like the way the ship looks. It looks a little, well, it's a little weird. Even though it's basically the same shape and size of the Enterprise. I mean, the same basic shape of the Enterprise. Yeah, uh, Dave. What do you think? Do you do you do you like? Are you a fan of Excelsior or? Um, I've come around on it. I like the lines a lot. I remember being in grade school and getting in arguments with other kids on the playground about whether the Enterprise or the Excelsior was the better ship, which mm. probably says something about my childhood. <laughs> um, and the, but it's it's a great ship, but it's. It's weird that they introduced this new ship and we didn't get like a long sweeping introductory shot of it, which you would expect. I, I would I would expect. Right, the camera just kind of longingly drifting over it. Yeah, it's just kind of. Yeah, I agree with you, Dave. It's just kind of there as like set dressing instead of you get the you know the frontal shot of the saucer as you go over and you see the the whole the whole of the ship. I think that would be much more impressive. Yeah, I mean, it's a good model, and it's a beautiful model. It's certainly shown up again after this, but, like, a lot. But this sort of feels inauspicious. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it may be deliberate, right? Because, you know, we immediately, you know, the, the, the payoff of this is, you know, Zulu is obviously kind of in awe. He is. He's very much and, in awe. And, and Scotty's kind of like, you know... If my mother, my grandmother had wheels, she'd be a wagon, which I still kind of don't get that joke. But. I don't either. I don't. I have to admit, I don't get the joke. I, I called that line out in my notes as, what does this even mean? <laughs> I don't understand. I, I, obviously, he's making fun of it. <laughs> but uh, so I think that's, I think that might be. So I think all of this, um, not getting the, the, you know, the glamour shot of it is probably to put us in the in the in the in the minds of everybody enterprise who's just like Ugh, i don't like they, they don't they don't like this ship right. either right um or i guess scotty doesn't uh, everybody else seems to be impressed so yeah the great experiment the excelsior so what do you think of the name 
we sort of mentioned this a little bit offline, and every time someone says it, the only thing I can think of is Stan Lee. <laughs> Excelsior! 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 I love one of one of my. I guess one of one of my favorite things about Star Trek as the let's just say the universe, right? Is I always love new ships, not so much for what they look like, but I love the names. Um, I'm always I'm always curious what you know uh, what the names are going to be, and I think the next generation uh, did a lot of that. We get to see a lot of the ships, you know, especially when, you know, when the Borg came through and wiped out right. you know most of the Starfleet, and like, oh, there's the Crazy Horse, oh, there's this, there's you know, just all sorts of fantastic names um and i think excelsior works i mean it it sounds a little pompous but i think it's a good ship name yeah i think it's it's it 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 makes me think of a one upsmanship like you know you have enterprise and you're like oh the awe and the grandeur that comes with the name enterprise and then you're like Mm. oh well we're the excelsior Well, I've got a bigger ship, and it's the Excalibur. Yeah, exactly. I feel like they're one-upping them. The um, the call, what is uh, what's what is it called? Not the call sign. The it's prefix or it's identity. You know, the NX uh, NX two thousand. Yeah. Is that the first? Well, this so we haven't seen in the films. We haven't really seen any any other ships except for Enterprise Reliant. Enterprise Reliant and right. and Reliant was NCC, just like. 1864. I do, I do know that one. So just like uh, Enterprise starts with NCC. So this is NX. Um, and is this? The, I, I shame on me. I did not do my research. Is this the first time they've used NX as a prefix for a ship? Does anyone know? Not in canon. I mean, I think they. I think the original, not the Enterprise, but back in the TV show Enterprise, I yeah. think there was a ship that was NX. Yeah, that was the that was Archer's ship was the NX01. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, um, but yeah, it, it, and I was go I was going there for sure. I was just because I know I knew they 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 did NX01 in, in, in the Enterprise show, and I was wondering, right? Did they do that because of this? The NX2000. I was just I was trying to figure out if there's a connection or not, and I, I I wish I'd done a little more research on that. Yeah, the only thing I found about you know what NX was was that it's because it's a prototype and it's a quote naval experiment. Oh, that's awesome. So, I don't know if that's canon or not or um but that's what, you know, I was looking on uh, Memory Alpha and that's what that's what came up. And it. that makes and that kind of makes sense because the Excelsior is, you know, it is the experiment. It is, you know, it is a prototype. It has transwarp drive on it, so which I'm not quite sure what transwarp drive is. I'm not sure what it is either. The only tidbit I have was that Gene Roddenberry gave a big fat thumbs down. Really? To Transwarp Drive when he heard about it. So Harv Bennett wrote the script. Um, Gene Roddenberry has been, since the motion picture, he's only been like an executive consultant, creative consultant. Uh, he's, he's, you know, he kind of got sidelined a little bit after the motion picture. Um, and uh, he was not a fan of transwarp drive. He thought, you know, warp drive was, uh, was the technology, right? That was the technology that really defined when 
civilizations were ready to you know take it to the next level and meet other you know what i mean it was that the defining moment when species you know grew to be off-world travelers right um and he had it all very you know romantically tied to the concept of warp drive and uh and so like well this is a bigger ship and it's got trans warp drive <laughs> it can go even faster uh he was not not a fan so i'm surprised it stayed in i don't I, I don't have the details of what what the debate looked like and he must have lost or he just didn't protest enough but it ended up in there well it so, never really uh, comes up again which i thought was weird like they make a big deal about it, it's the great experiment but you never really hear about it after this so the only time i think i've ever heard of it was during voyager and weren't they like because of where they went, you know, to the the gamma quadrant or whichever quadrant they went to? Didn't they slip into some sort of um, trans warp? I don't know, mode or pocket or something. That that's how come they went that great distance in such a short amount of time. That's the only. That's the only other thing I've ever heard of trans warp. And I don't even know if they used it that way. I just remember in passing, I, I, I heard that. We should do a little bit more homework on Transwarp. I tried to. I tried to look up some stuff, and I just I didn't come up with very much. Now, remind me, the Excelsior so, you know, has, a, has a, a big part to play in this film. Yep. Um, and, it, and it returns in at least Star Trek 6. It might show up. Is it, it might be in the other. Is it in 4? I don't know if it is or not, but it definitely shows up at 6. This becomes Sulu's ship. Well, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves, aren't we? We totally are. I just wanted to kind of just, you know, while we're talking about the Excelsior, the introduction of the Excelsior. No, I don't think we see it at all in 4, and I don't know if we see it at all in 5. We may see it in 5. Okay. Um, definitely we see it in 6. So where I was going, Dave, just sorry, Stoker, uh, <laughs> with my jumping way ahead, um, was going back to the novelization Oh, okay. Uh, of Star Trek Three, and even in the novelization of Star Trek Two, there was a subplot. So Von McDyer wrote both of those. There was a subplot that Sulu was getting Excelsior. That was so in in the Wrath of Khan when Sulu agrees to go on the training cruise, um, he was just about ready to take over the Excelsior. Um, I think I remember you talking about this. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, and it's, and it's, again, not, obviously not handled at all uh, in right. this film because it's a different captain. Uh, but the, the novelization has, has the same thing that um, Sulu is going to be taking over, uh, or he's coming back and, and, and the ship is waiting for him. Right. So uh, it's just, it's just interesting. I, I, I mean, I, I liked it was in a novelization. Obviously, it was, it was somewhere in a script because it, finally came to be in Star Trek six, but I like that the seeds are planted and it would, it would have been fun to kind of see some right. of that on screen here. Okay. I have one other tidbit. Just one. Bouncing around. Well, I guess I get a couple, but <laughs> bouncing, bouncing backwards um, to the shot Stoker. When you said when the end, when the enterprise is, is coming in and we're looking at it in the reverse uh, from behind, and you can kind of see through the windows, yeah. and you really get to see a really cool, you know, interior shot of space dock. Excelsior's up yeah. off to the right. There's some shuttles flying around. 
<clears throat> it looks like the Death Star core. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, but there is a ship on the left-hand side of the screen, and I did some digging on that. Yep. Uh, did you guys know what that is? I don't. Yeah, a little okay. bit. Oh, you know a little bit, Dave. What I did, did you find? A little digging. What that did you was, find, uh, sir? Wasn't that? Now I could be wrong. I could be misremembering my notes because I didn't write a ton on it. But wasn't that the one of the other alternative models for the Excelsior? It was well. Uh, <laughs> it was an alternate. Well, the, what I found, I think that's. I didn't find that. I found that it was an alternate model for the Enterprise, based off of Ralph McQuarrie painting. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Huh. Now, oh, that's kind of cool. I'm totally trusting the nerds on the internet. <laughs> for that one uh and we i will i have a couple of uh pictures of the of the ralph mccory paintings um i can post those online it's it, it's really hard to 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 tell like i go what you know when i was looking i'm like okay i guess that's what it could be uh but that's that's supposedly what it is it's a it's an early model of the enterprise and it was i guess ralph mccory did um concept art for what was originally going to be the first Star Trek movies. It was called Planet of the Titans. And that was that was supposed to be, instead of the motion picture, it was right. this Planet of the Titans. So Ralph Corey did a bunch of concept art for it, and including what the Enterprise might have looked like. And that's what this model is supposed to be. Oh, wow. That's cool looking. Oh, you found a picture of it? Yeah. I was going to go, like, yeah. yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And so I, I but I will not, not to discount what you might have found uh dave if it is a model of the excelsior 2 i think that that wouldn't surprise me either but uh it's a it, it feels like an easter egg in a way right it's just kind of tucked away there i've never noticed it before until i was looking and looking and looking I'm like what is that one over there because <laughs> well, that was one thing i think we might have talked about it stoker last week yeah that why aren't there more ships in space dock you know it, it seems conspicuously empty Right. No, I agree. I, I, I mean, I guess, you know, they're off on their mission to, you know, seek out new life, new civilization. So they're just out and about. Out and about. And these, you know, we know, we know why, because the Excelsior is there, because it's going to begin trial runs. And the Enterprise is, you know, sort of limping back to be repaired and, you know, restocked and sent out again. Yep. <laughs> restocked. Now I'm picturing like the... Uh... You know, like airplane food being put on board. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so you got to get a new barber. <laughs> new barber. Uh, let's see. I don't know if I had other stuff. I know we've been jumping around. Apologies to the listeners. I think the only the only other note I had here in this minute was I did like uh, Kirk's response to Scotty. So Scotty was being, you know, oh, my grandmother had wheels. She'd be a wagon. Uh, <laughs> making fun of it. And Kirk's replies like, "Oh, come, come, Mister Scott. Young minds, fresh ideas. Be tolerant." I, yeah. I, 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 my note was like, "Oh, somebody's turned off his melancholy." Yeah, he kind of goes. He kind of goes. Uh, the one. Yeah. So back in Rathacon, and I know we sort of keep going backwards a little bit to talk about this movie, but I mean, it's so fresh as we're at basically right after that moment. <laughs> he had a. He had a. 
he had a an arc of his emotions you know he was very you know disturbed and you know about getting old for you know a good portion of the whole movie and then you know he he meets khan on the battlefield and he gets recharged and re-energized and then he you know goes through the emotional loss of spock and i feel like here he's all over the place you know at the beginning he's you know i don't know how i feel anymore i feel old and you know, now he's now he's throwing jokes around left and right. You know, hey, Mr. Scott, you know, young minds, fresh ideas. You know, it's like, what's going on here? You think he's inspired by seeing the Excelsior? I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a little confusing. It's it, like you said, it's like a ups and downs on a roller coaster. Right. I don't like Kirk's hair though in that shot. No. Wait till we get minute fifteen. I have a whole thing about his hair. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I think that's all the notes I had. Uh, Stoker, do you have any others? Nope, I'm good for this minute. Dave, how about you? Uh, just like Kirk's chair makes a really weird noise when it turns. <laughs> you got to have your headphones on, but you can hear it, and it's real weird. <laughs> I'm going to have to check that out. Okay, so yeah, so before we wrap up then, so Dave, one of the things we, we like to ask our guests is, um, do you have? do you remember the first time you saw The Search for Spock? Kind of. I know I was young, and I know I rented it at a video store. Um, and I know I didn't pay a lot of attention to it. That's about it. Would it have been, would you have seen it, did you watch the Star Trek films in release order? Or would you have watched it you know, before oh, Rathacon, um, or No, no, I would have watched Rathacon. So I do remember there was a summer where I got the idea that I was just going to watch the Star Trek movies. And I must have been about... 12 and uh, I watched motion picture and I don't remember liking that too much. And then I remember really liking wrath of Khan and not, not so much three. It didn't stick out. Okay. So, but a, but a rental was the first time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. VHS rental was definitely the first time. Okay. Uh, I, I, you have flashed a memory for me uh, and I, I, we don't have to, dwell on it stoker but i just thinking all uh, how many times do we go to the local blockbuster and <laughs> troll oh, that yeah. place trying to find something to watch <laughs> but anyway um good times all right well why don't we wrap it up here then and uh folks if you want to find us online why don't you come on over to facebook and check out the star trek minute listener federation you can join the group and participate in the conversation we're talking about uh, search for Spock. We're talking about Star Trek in general. There's a lot of conversation going on about Star Trek Discovery, which is uh, will be on air uh, pretty soon. Um, uh, so everyone's pretty excited about that. Uh, the hype is building. and um, So get on over there, and we will be back here again on Wednesday uh, with Minute 14 of the Search for Spock here at the Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Excelsior! <laughs> <laughs>